This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today, we're going to have a conversation about breaking up with your phone. Now, let me be clear. We're not going to encourage you that you all need to throw your phones out or get rid of them, but we're going to talk about how to have healthy boundaries, some things that we're working on in our own life, how to set parameters for your phone so that it is a blessing to your life and not something that is just sucking your time. We're also going to talk about kids and phone usage and just some ways that we're approaching that with our kids as well. They're only almost 15, 12, and 10, so we're still learning, but this is a question we get a lot, so we want to talk about that. Before we have that conversation, Jesse, let's talk about what's saving our life this week. This is the part of the show where we talk about something that's making our life better, easier, or more enjoyable. And I know you have something to bring, but it's going to kind of segue with our conversation. So I don't know if you want to talk about it now. Why don't you go first and then I'll go. I'll go first. So I wanted to talk about elderberry syrup. And the reason is I feel like we're becoming old people and that our, our podcast is all about our aches and pains and health issues. No, I mentioned Speak for yourself. Okay. I mentioned <laughs> that I had been sick for, it was actually three weeks that I had gotten this cough and congestion. Oh, yeah. It was bad. And it just went on and on and on. Well, I mentioned on a previous episode using Vicks on my feet with socks, and that was really helping my cough at night. But one thing that I'm doing that I really feel like is helping me to get over this sickness more quickly is I started taking elderberry syrup. And I have taken this in the past, but 
in the last few years, I have not been faithful about taking elderberry mm-hmm. syrup. And there are so many health benefits to it. I won't go into all of those, but I will just say a big thank you to four mothers. They randomly sent me a jar of elderberry syrup and they had actually emailed me at the beginning of December to ask if they could send it. And then it just so happened to show up weeks later when I was in the middle of my sickness. So it was perfect timing. So I've been taking just one spoonful every single day. It's all organic and you keep it in the fridge and it tastes really good. And I have noticed a marked difference since I started taking it that I've been steadily improving where I had just been kind of stuck at this place that I was not mm-hmm. getting better. And my, you can still probably hear a little bit that my voice isn't quite all there. I'm still coughing a little bit, still a little bit of congestion. But since I started doing the Vicks with socks and the elderberry syrup, I started it at the same time. I actually began improving. So we'll put the link in the show notes to the four mothers, elderberry syrup. You can also find elderberry syrup just at your local health food store. I don't know. They probably even carry it at Kroger. Well, um, isn't Symbusil elderberry syrup? Yes. Supposedly, the shelf-stable elderberry syrup isn't as good for you as the fresh elderberry syrup. I haven't done a lot of research on this. So this one is actually fresh. It came with an ice pack, and you keep it in the fridge. And if you can find a local source for elderberry syrup that's using local raw honey, that's supposed to be even mm-hmm. the best. I haven't looked into that. But... Well, elderberry I re- syrup, that's what's saving my life. I remember we used to use that for Catherine a long time ago when she was little, and th- it really helped her. I think that was back whenever I was getting all those great deals at CVS, mm-hmm. and I kept getting the Sam Busel for free. Yeah, it was. And we had boxes of those. And so we just were like, well, we've got this. We should use it. And you're right. It, and it, it was one of those things where you used it back then and then you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. You get out of the habit and you forget about it. So I was excited to be reminded of it. Breaking free from your phone. Sometimes breaking up with your breaking phone. Breaking up with your phone. Or breaking or, breaking your, or even breaking your phone. I mean, honestly. <laughs> That's true. Um, sometimes... Things happen that cause you to do that the hard way. You, you know, don't willfully. It, you don't willfully break up with your phone. Maybe your phone leaves you. In my case, I went on a duck hunting trip this past weekend, and my phone decided to take a swim. So it wanted to swim with the ducks. It, it did. It wanted. And anyway, I was taking a picture of. A, it was really pretty out in front of the duck blind, and there were some reeds that were in front of the duck blind, laying horizontally on the duck blind. And I tried to position my phone in a way that it was kind of being supported by the tension of the, of the reeds. Needless to say, it wasn't going to be supported at all. I let go and it slid down the front of the duck blind into the water. There's no way to get it back. So water was about two to four feet deep and really, really cold. I wasn't going to swim in under there. And well, and it was, it. you would have had to gone under would have gone have to gone behind the duck blind to go under the duck blind swim toward and un, completely underneath towards the reeds that were growing in front of the duck blind and even then there's a possibility you wouldn't be able to find it because of all the the growth underneath the water so plus even if you had gone to all that trouble i don't know that your phone would have been salvageable nope, nope. i even though I think it is waterproof to a certain depth and for a certain length of time. But by that time, 
Because there was also an exter- external battery on it, and that was probably got fried too. I'm assuming it was kind of muddy, murky water as well. So then probably it would have gotten a lot of algae too. That up in it. So Jesse's on his duck hunting trip, and he had sent me this beautiful picture in the morning of the <laughs> lake. And then I hadn't heard from him for hours, which I thought, oh, he's just having a great time. And then I get this text from a weird number. And he said, hi, I'm on my friend's phone. And guess what happened to my phone? <laughs> I just had to laugh. I, I, I well, just... I'm glad that that was the response because I didn't think that it w- that would be the response. It's just like something always happens to Jesse on some, one of these trips, you know. It is pretty common. It is pretty common. <laughs> when we went to Hawaii and I had decided that I was going to be completely electronics free, I didn't even bring my computer on that trip and completely unplugged. And you were going to be the one that was going to be plugged. So in case case somebody needed to get a hold of us for our kids or something. And we get there. and We had just gotten there too. And we go down to the beach first thing. We're so excited. It's gorgeous. I want to go take a a walk in the water. and Just just go kind of plow your body into the water in this excitement. And I think I was already out in the water. And then all of a sudden, as you're like chest deep in the water, I see this expression on your face. (laughs) And I'm like, something's not right. And then you go, I have my phone in my pocket. Yep. Needless to say, you were unplugged on that trip as well. So God just knew that you needed some more unplugged time. And, but the interesting thing was, so this trip, it was, it was good for me too, because whenever you had gone to Israel a few years ago, my phone had gotten stolen. Mm -hmm. And so we had to replace it. And that was a really complicated mess because you weren't here. So I didn't have a backup phone and the cars broke down. We got carpet beetles. There was so much stuff when you were gone. And then you were on this completely different time zone. And in order to get the insurance filed for my phone, because you had to sign for my phone because I don't have credit because I've never had a credit card. That's right. a whole big side thing. But anyway, so then it was very complicated to try to get that all done. The point is it was so good for me on that trip because I couldn't rely upon you. And I realized that you had kind of become my security blanket. Like, oh, well, Jesse can, you know, you're always a phone call away. And I had to just kind of put on my big girl pants and take care of a lot of stuff myself. And that was a really defining week for me in just kind of growing up Mm -hmm. as an individual. So this trip, even though you weren't, you know, hours and hours and hours away, you were only a few hours away, but still with you not having your phone and there were lots of different things that had to happen with getting the kids to multiple different activities and you had the car somewhere else. And so I just, it was really good for me to just have to rely upon the Lord. Cause I was like, if my car breaks down, Mm -hmm. if I have an accident, if there's some sort of something that goes on, it's going to be really hard for me to get a hold of you and you can't, coming to rescue me. And it was just, it was good for me to just be like, I can trust God. Mm -hmm. And I also just kept thinking of all these single moms who do this every single day and they don't just have someone that they can just 
make a phone call to. That was a side note, but I think it was good for me. But then I feel like there were other lessons that you really learned from it. Yeah, it was really good for me. I mean, once it happened, I kind of missed some ducks flying in because I was just sitting there thinking about it as as the phone had plopped in front of me. Yes, it felt kind of a sinking feeling that, oh, this literally no pun intended. Um, But then I felt, you know what? It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to have this feeling of being unplugged, it also provided me an opportunity to really trust God that he was going to be taking care of you, that should something happen. You know, because that's w- one thing I realized of not having my phone. I don't, I'm not connected to you or the family as I would have been. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. And, but also, and we'll, we're going to get into this later in the podcast, that it's kind of an imposed discipline for me that I can't be on my phone as long as I've been on my phone in the past. And something that I've started struggling with as far as, you know, being present. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. The phone has honestly going through this whole process. It's something that has become real integral in everyone's life Mm. and it's costs so much money to replace I mean, they're like six, seven hundred dollars now, at least, mm-hmm. and and yet it's they've created a necessity, and we can't live without our can, phone. We can't live without your phone, or so we think. Exactly. Even though we did for years and years, and somehow we survived just fine. And it was funny because um, well, I think last week, sometime we ran across some old pictures and found an old picture of our two first smartphones. And back when I think our first was the uh, 3G, it was back in like 2008. And like, my, how far we've come since then, you Mm -hmm. know, I remember those things were bricks and you you couldn't really do a whole lot with them. And I remember there was so many features that I wish that would have been available on those phones because I used it all the time for in my law practice. And I wish there was greater connectivity and connectivity between computers and all. And it's something that ended up coming along later on. And that's kind of what helped tie the phone basically to your person because you're constantly being connected to one another Mm -hmm. and other people and connected in ways that probably aren't as efficient and that you wouldn't really want to be connected. And almost our phone becomes our security blanket. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know how to read a map or Stop and ask someone for help because we're just going to use our phone. Well, a guy wouldn't be stopping asking for help anyway. So what's the deal? I mean, if you're really, 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 maybe really desperate. One thing that is just a side note, you did have insurance on the phone. Yes, I did. So I know whenever you told me. really, really, really good idea. Yes. We have used our electronics insurance so many times that has been a very good investment for us, maybe because we are having a lot of mishaps, but I think for, this was a conversation that we were having with the kids and this is a complete side note, but I think it's important to bring out. I was talking with the kids about how so many marriages finances play such a big role in the stress and the tension that marriages have and finances cause so many marital fights and disagreements. And I was giving them an example of saying, because of years and years and years of us working together, being intentional with our money 
and being in a place now where these types of things are an inconvenience, Mm -hmm. not an emergency. It has really helped our marriage because if we were in a place where we were barely eking by and maybe in a lot of debt and we were in over our head and something like this happened and Mm -hmm. we didn't have the insurance on the phone. And even when you have the insurance, it still does cost, what was it? It was about $120, $130 for the deductible. Yes. But it's better than seven, 800. Yes. So these types of instances can become a huge source of marital strife. And I was just telling the children how important it is that you, from the get-go, in your relationship with someone before you even marry them, that you start talking about finances, you get on the same page financially Mm -hmm. and that you work together and are intentional with your money because it gives you so much more peace. And so when I get the text that you've dropped your phone, instead of me thinking of, Oh my goodness, I can't believe that he would do that. That's going to cost X, Y, Z. How are we going to afford that? I can just laugh and be like, Thank you, God, that we have insurance on the phone. And the emergency fund. And that we have the emergency fund. And that this becomes an inconvenience, not a source of a lot of tension and conflict and stress and frustration and a real hit to our budget. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I say an inconvenience. And yeah, it was an inconvenience because there were some things of... You know, you didn't have your phone for the next few days. And so kind of we had to come up with some creative workarounds for different things. But I think it became a blessing in disguise for you. It really did. So we said we were going to talk about breaking up with your phone. And this is such a good segue for that because I think as we've become so tethered to our phones and as they've become this security blanket for us, it can become an unhealthy addiction. Mm-hmm. Phones can be a great blessing. I think of many times when you know we are lost and we're able to look up directions or we're able to get information really quickly. Or I think of when I had my accident that I'm able to call you right away, and you know different things like that. That it can be a real blessing, and it can also allow us. You know, I think for me. With Instagram, I love being able to connect with people there personally and message people and encourage people and inspire people and really help people to feel seen and known and valued through just interacting with them. And I think of being able to text people and call people. And, you know, there are some wonderful things that it keeps us connected in long distance relationships, but it can also be a real detriment when it becomes something that is sucking our life and our time and taking us away from being present in our real life, the life right in front of us, our nose is down to the phone instead of seeing the beauty around us. And I think you really experienced some Mm -hmm. of that in this last week. Oh, definitely. I can definitely sense the clarity, my clarity of mind just in not having the phone to go to every other minute to, you know, check on something. Um, you know, it's interesting when you, and we've, we've talked about the Enneagram in the past, but I think the different Enneagram types approach phone usage differently. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know as a five, you know, I'm constantly, you know, looking for information, things like that. So my phone has 
a bajillion apps. That's a slight exaggeration. Not a slight much. exaggeration. There are pages of apps. And, and I think folders of apps. Pages of folders of apps. How many did you actually end up counting? How I did many not apps? Count. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, but what it does is it creates chaos. Mm-hmm. Some of it's organized chaos, but it's still chaos. Mm-hmm. And so your brain is constantly in a state of unrest, really, mm-hmm. when being on something that chaotic. And it doesn't bring peace. It doesn't mm-hmm. bring clarity. Yeah, you may be able to get information here and there, and you might you may be able to consume, but does it really bring the clarity that you need? And I keep going back to that because it was such a huge, a huge eye opener to me. Well, I think I wrote down some things of you know as we think of breaking up with your phone, and I think the first important thing is to be aware of the dangers. Mm-hmm. Like if you only view phone usage as a positive thing and you don't see that there are dangers, there is true addiction that can come from the dopamine highs that you can get from social media and also the dopamine lows. Is that a thing? I don't know. Like the he crashes, the crashes. I should not be talking in medical terms, but I have read the books. I just can't regurgitate it really well. But there is true addiction and there's something that it can physically affect you in a negative way long-term by being on your phone too much and consuming apps in a way that it becomes an unhealthy must-have, mm-hmm. have to keep going back to the well to get that sort of fulfillment thing. So being aware of the dangers just of that But I think when it comes to our kids, also being aware of the dangers that are out there when it comes to social media and the apps. And this is something because of my line of work of so much of my life involves being online, I am much more aware of this because I get a lot of solicitation type of stuff and stalkerish type of stuff. And so having to deal with that as an adult it helps me to better be able to approach it with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that with our kids, we have a lot of conversations about the dangers. And we talk about, here's why we are very careful what social media you are on. Here's why you wait until you're older to be on social media. Here's why you are super careful about how your account is and what you put out on the internet. You know, one of the things we always tell them is anything you put out on the internet, even if you feel like it's a private message on social media, mm-hmm. can get to anyone. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for me. I always think every single thing that I send on the internet, whether it's an email, a comment, a private message, or something that I post, could potentially be shared with every single other person in the world. Right. Once you push send on an email or post, on a boat, on something you put on Instagram, something it's gone. It's out of your hands. You have Mm -hmm. no more control over who then gets it. It very well could be sent to someone halfway across the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that you don't intend to get any, get the, whatever is being sent. You have no control of where that message goes. I think of just a recent example of something that happened with someone that we know where in the school, a girl sent a private message to someone else that was inappropriate. And, you know, it's one of those things. She just did it in a rash, 
not thinking about it moment. They screenshotted it. How do you say? What is the plural? Screenshot. They took a it. screenshot of it and ended up it ended up getting out to the entire school and really hurt her reputation long term. And you know, so that's one thing we talk with our kids very much about the dangers and what is out there and what to be aware of and what soliciting looks like and why you don't post certain pictures of yourself that could be looking like you are, you know, I think a lot of 12-year-old, 14-year-old girls can just post these pictures thinking that, oh, they're just showing with their friends, but they could really come across as in an inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. And well, and they're completely naive. Well, and also people can that are stalking you that you don't know that are stalking you can easily figure out where you're at mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Yes. You know, and you know, if you're always at a certain time posting certain pictures, uh, this is where I'm at, you're creating a pattern of your behavior, a pattern of life and the, the people that are diligently watching that they can figure out this is what they do. This is what they do when when they do it. This is where they live. This This is is where they they go to school. This is their schedule. Even if you're not meaning to post pictures with certain things in the background and it's there, uh, you're putting yourself in danger and at risk. So being aware of the dangers, not only the unhealthy addiction and how it can rob you and suck the life and keep you from being present, but also just the very real dangers of social media. And I think as parents, it's important to recognize that, to research that, to be aware of what is going on, to know the apps that are out there that kids are really into. I think that that's an important thing to know the apps that are, there are a lot of apps that are anonymous apps where kids are able to ask questions and get anonymous responses. And there's a lot of online bullying that goes on with that. And so just being aware and not naive, I think as parents, we need to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's important that we set a good example. Definitely. And you gave a an illustration in our last podcast about Catherine coming and asking you about how much time she wanted to look at your phone and see how much phone usage, what your time was. Yeah, and I eventually let her do it just be- because I knew that what was on there and how many hours would she would see. And like I said earlier, her jaw hit the floor and basically felt a sense of injustice that I was spending so much time on my phone when I would raise alarm bells when she would be spending over half that mm-hmm. um, or less than half that, I should mm-hmm. say. So I had a little look on that and what we did uh, when I got my new phone, I set set up some parameters for myself. I deleted uh, a lot of the connectivity apps and that were just eating away at my time that were not efficient. And I gave her my phone. I said, here, you toggle this that I can't go ahead and add any more apps. And you set a code that only you know, and it'll be between you and me. And you can hold me accountable on it. And the reason I did that was not necessarily so that I would feel controlled because honestly, if I let you do it, I'd feel controlled. But I went ahead and let her have that power in a way to be kind of an example to her Mm -hmm. and to kind of help 
her feel that, you know what, I need to be held accountable to. Well, I think it's also the example of, I don't do this perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I'm. this is something that I struggle with. And I think as parents, sometimes we can shy away from admitting our weaknesses to our mm-hmm. kids, but it's something that she has struggled with and it's something that you have struggled with. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have kind of the same understanding of the struggle. And so allowing her to be a part of this is going to impact her and cause her, I know, to think about her own phone usage as mm-hmm. well. Well, and, and you say that exposing your weaknesses, exposing your weaknesses does not mean you're weak. It actually is a sign of strength and mm. that you are, are strong enough to be able to say, hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. That's not weak. That's That's very much strong, being strong. And I think one of the important things, you know, a lot of times people write in, they're like, what, you know, what are the rules that you have for your kids and their phones? And we like to view it more as parameters that mm-hmm. we've set, not rigid rules, because I want, and I think you agree with me, we want, we want our kids to be self-governing. We want them to ultimately learn self-discipline. If they don't learn it now, they won't learn it. And so if we just set all these stifling rules for them they're not actually being Mm self-disciplined. They're being controlled. And so whenever they get out from under our authority. When they go out on their own. They have no Mm self-discipline because they've never had to practice it. And so we try to set parameters, but then also allow them to work within those parameters and work on kind of setting their own personal. When we talk about those parameters, it's not mm-hmm. just something that we say, okay, this is the rules. This is what you're going to do. This, These are what you're going to abide by. We go into detail, say, this is why. Mm-hmm. And for me, some things that have helped me, I set parameters for myself with my phone. And because I do use my phone a lot for business, I set a lot of parameters for that. And some things that really help me is I have very few apps on my phone. I use my phone for Instagram and Instagram stories, occasionally a little bit of Facebook, but that's all business stuff, just checking in on things sometimes. And then occasionally I log into email through the internet. I don't Mm -hmm. have an email app on my phone because I try to not really do email on my phone. And then I use it for phone and text. And then I have a few other apps that I use, but I try to keep it very minimalistic and I don't have notifications on it. That's one thing I think that can be so distracting. And because I get hundreds and hundreds of messages a day, if I had notifications on my phone, Mm -hmm. it would constantly be notifying me of things that I don't need to know. I don't need to know right in this moment. So-and-so has liked my post. And notification to look at your phone. I I don't need that. And so I've really taken taken off notifications notifications. I've taken off notifications, limited the apps. And then one thing that I've been trying to do, I did this back in the beginning of 2019, and I've been trying to get back into the habit of this in 2020, is keeping my phone in the basement at night. And so I don't want to check my phone first thing in the morning. And if it's right by my bedside, the tendency is you just kind of roll over in the morning, your alarm goes off and you check your phone. Mm -hmm. So I got an actual alarm clock instead of using my phone as an alarm clock. And then I just, literally this sounds terrible, throw my phone down the basement stairs at you night. don't throw it. 
toss it. I literally do. Okay. I have a case on it. I have a really great case on it. We should put that out there. That's probably dumb. I shouldn't admit this on, you know, now next week my phone's going to break. Admitting it to me. But I just kind of toss it down the stairs. So then it's just, it's down there and I'm not going to get to it. And so then in the mornings when I wake up, I read my Bible, I journal, I do my gratitude journal. And then when I walk downstairs to go get on the treadmill, then I can check my phone. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like I've cleared my head. I've spent some time just kind of refueling my soul before I open up my phone. And that just has really helped me. It's made the mornings so much better. And I feel like it's also just kind of me setting that parameter of what are the priorities Mm -hmm. in the morning. I want to spend time refilling my soul before I'm going to pick up that phone. Mm Mm-hmm. I tell you what, so once I took off email, so the top three that I took off were email, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so far that's been a life, life changer. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how much time I was looking at my phone simply because of email. Mm. Yeah. And not having that on there is amazing. And and you can just use a f- computer, use your laptop to check whenever you're on it. I find also I'm much more efficient on email. By having it on my computer, I I can just go through emails a lot faster and much more efficient. Maybe it's just, maybe I'm just slow on my phone or something. But I also find that if I have email on my phone and I'm checking it regularly, I will feel, especially if it's first thing in the morning, I'll feel like there's usually an email that comes through. Somebody's upset. Somebody needs something taken care of. They're being demanding. There's some sort of quote unquote emergency that I start feeling like I got to get on this right away. Mm-hmm. And it kind of disrupts the peace of my morning. Or if I'm checking it at night before I go to bed again, then I got to go get on my computer, go take care of this thing. Whereas if it's not on my phone, I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And not one single time has there been some quote unquote emergency that hasn't been able to wait until whenever I was able to get on my computer and check my email? So it gives me a lot of breathing room just in my head and the ability to connect in my real life. And so when I'm driving around with the kids, spending time with them, you know, we're out at their activity, I'm not on my phone being like, oh no, you know, I got to take care of this problem this put out this fire whatever i can just be fully present where i am so these were just some things that we've been talking about the last week and we just wanted to have this conversation on the podcast to share with you ways that we're processing through we're not totally breaking up with our phone but we're trying to have our phones be a blessing to our life and a help to our life instead of a detriment and hopefully it inspires you in some way As always, we love to hear from you. So if you have feedback or thoughts, suggestions, tips, ways that you have set healthy parameters for your phone, how you're approaching phone usage with your kids, send us a message. You can email us at crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 